Welcome to another episode of Amusing Minds. Today our guest Mike Hewitt is going to talk to us about hobbies and all the things that encompass the hobbies. So just for listeners as well as you guys, um, what are your, some of your hobbies? What do you do for fun? Larry? Ben. Oh, okay. That, that's a question. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were reading a script that I didn't have. Uh, <laughs> I would say for fun right now, honestly... Uh, Hobby-wise is uh, doing like cosplay stuff, you know, craft stuff. Try to make props or... uh, Yeah. Yeah, try to make props. Try to make cool things that you're like, holy crap, I can print this. Boom, it's mine now. (laughs) That kind of stuff. But that also gets to the mindset that you're in the frame of mind to actually do all the things you want to do. Because, you know, what gives you love and happiness one day, you're like, no, I can't return to you for at least... A couple days. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right on. I, I assume that by hobby, we mean something that we don't do as a business. Uh, no, no. I mean, a hobby could be a business and a business could be a hobby. Like okay, so I, I guess. All right. So it could still be a hobby if if uh, it's me doing it. But like being an employee of someone else, that's probably not my hobby. Correct. Yeah, that's that's how I would look at it. Okay. If you're the the person creating the idea or producing the thing for yourself or for others, then it's your hobby. So I've unless I've someone's run, paying you to do it. I've done so many different things. I uh, when I was a kid um, or a teenager. When I was a teenager, I thought I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wanted to follow in Spielberg's footsteps. I watched every single behind the scenes thing i could get my hands on you know on vhs or when dvds came out that was a huge blessing because then all of a sudden there was all this extra content you could get um on dvd with all this behind the scenes stuff and and i and i did i i followed that dream for a little while as a hobby um not as much anymore um i've i've tried designing board games and i published two card games and and that was a lot of fun i created costumes and characters and stories and role-playing games or played in role-playing games um to do character development and storytelling and um and then when we started costuming at comic cons i got into uh trying to figure out what i could do to sell at comic cons to um to help afford to go and leather crafting ended up being the the medium that i chose and so i've been doing leather crafting for quite a long time now and um and also stuff like this the podcast is a hobby video games are a hobby i love watching tv and movies i still i love stories if it has a story that's my hobby my hobby is stories and anything that can give me a story i'm gonna chase it yeah it's it's pretty good that i think i'm same boat if it's got a story and i can incorporate a story or i can create a story or involve it that's definitely gonna be right in my wheelhouse of hobbies or just creating with others making things with others um yeah huge plethora art video games ben you said it larry you said it just all kinds of stuff it's you literally look around the room and anything there i could probably incorporate one of my hobbies but let's let's see what our guest has to say about it um take a short break bring on mike and let's see what he has to say about his hobbies All right, guys, we're back from our break, and Mike's here to join us to talk about some of his great hobbies. How you doing? Hey, Mike? doing great. Uh, yes. Awesome. Awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, no, so we were beforehand, we were kind of talking about you and talking about all the hobbies that you have, all of us. We have different various hobbies, and we know for a fact that you have a million yeah, hobbies. Yeah, yeah, that's what my wife says. Uh, so in my man cave, she calls it the uh, the the place of broken dreams or forgotten hobbies because like there are so many hobbies down here. Yeah, I've gone through everything. You name it, I've probably gone through it. So, but yeah. Well, give us give us like a give us like a breakdown of like your top five hobbies that you got into that you're. Like try to stay consistent with. <laughs> try to stay consistent with. <laughs> um, my hobbies probably last about a year and a half, and then I'm done. I'm on to the next thing. Uh, the only things that really have stuck with me throughout the years um, is programming. I love. Oh my gosh, I, I can never get enough programming, which is very good because that's my job. So that helps a lot. Um, but it all, you know, I mean, most everyone's hobbies, well, not everyone's hobbies, but it all comes down to creating something, being creative. I mean, there are hobbies of collecting stuff. I guess that's not very creative. I guess. I don't know, which I've done that too. I've, I've tried to collect all kinds of stuff as well. But, um, oh, top five hobbies. Let's think. Um, in my early 20s, I was into music a lot. So uh, for about a year and a half, I played the bass. For the year and a half, I played the drums. I played guitar. I played piano. All of that. Haven't done any of that in a while. Um, yeah, but let's just go with this last year. Uh, the, some of the new hobbies I've been doing is painting. I've been painting with oil paints um, and creating stuff like that. I've also created stuff, sculptures and things like that. I, I, lately, I've been loving puzzles which is very weird and very uh, 80, 80 year old senior of me to do and um, correcting and collecting records, which I guess also says that I'm extremely old or extremely hip. I don't know, um, but we've been creating we've been collecting records a lot. So uh, that's the big thing. Got a really cool turntable. And yeah, so that's yeah. Cool. OK, so and, and wait, wait, wait. So, so you do all this stuff, but wait, what do you do for a living again? I program code, code, program code. Yeah. 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 No, do, um, I like how you made it so simple. It's programming. Code. It's programming. You know, program. code. like like you when you program it's your duh. VCR, you know. program my VCR. Oh, my gosh. For all those who don't know who a VCR is just kidding. <laughs> there are people. <laughs> oh, and my kids the other day were like, uh, "What's a DVR?" And I'm like, "Well, back in the old days, a DVR would record stuff from the television." But uh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> sorry, take a Record it. Why I would you have to thing... do that? It's streams, right. Dad. Right? Uh, I know. Is the VCR some... tape have to be in there first or not? <laughs> Yeah. yeah i don't know how old your kids are but there's definitely um there's definitely a few of those questions i've seen on the internet like ask your kid how to hold a phone like pretend to hold a phone conversation yeah like just say hey pretend you're on the phone and like all of our generation does the little hand thing with the thumb and the right oh thing. yeah 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 um, but uh, there's there's a whole generation of people who cup the side of their face yeah because it's a different thing. <laughs> so. I actually, I said, I just said to my kid, like, um, and actually, it's on the screen now. If you look, I said, "How do you pick up the phone?" And they're like, "Oh, there's a little rainbow thing." I'm like, "No, no, no, that's a phone." <laughs> See that? Yeah, that little red button. Simple. They thought it was a rainbow, not not a a, a phone on a receiver. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. On. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's yeah, a thing. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, let's let's get back to the the topic at camp. <laughs> we wanted to talk to you about your hobbies and stuff, and because um, <laughs> we will trail. Um, something you you said you did a lot of hobbies throughout the years. Like you've been in and out of things. Um, why do you think that is? Like what what drives you to extremely jump ADD. in and out of hobby? I'm extremely ADD. I'm extremely HD. Yeah, you know, I have a hyper focus mentality where I will consume something beyond measure. And then I'm done. Um, so one thing was, so a couple years back, I made these, uh, I guess one really big hobby I've loved throughout the years is Dungeons & Dragons and just role-playing games. Oh, yeah. um, I believe that is the end-all, be-all um, f- fun activity that never gets boring because it never yeah. gets old. Um, but so I made these little dungeon tiles. Well, first of all, I found I could pour plastic and I'm like, oh, I could pour plastic in my you know, garage. So I started making these dungeon tiles and I made them and I, and I took them to planet and everything else. And my wife is a very long term kind of being. So we're at there and everyone's looking at it. They're like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. We sold enough to make, you know, we didn't make any money because we, we spend everything we get there. But we just made enough to pay for the booth and everything else. And then the next year, I'm like, OK, I'll do it. And then I like. Now, my hobby is just going in the garage and pouring the same thing over and over. This is no fun. This is no fun anymore. This is work. And that's when I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out of this hobby because now it's become work. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of times where I, I've taken it as far as I can or, you know, um, and other things just happen. So, two years ago, before the... 2020 pandemic um i i was and, and i'm still into it now i do saltwater fish so i've been doing saltwater fish i just got into it and dude i got into it um and this was like early 2019 and um so i had a big tank i had a 60 gallon tank and then i just started buying tanks left and right and i took we have this weird room in our basement um you guys have been there i don't know if you've seen it um but it's like six feet by like 10 feet. So it's not a real room. It's more like a closet. And so what I just lined them, I made shelves and then put 30 tanks down there and started trying to breed fish left and right. And then, you know, so there's another hobby and we, you know, we got, you know, little fish and it was a lot of work. And, uh, then the pandemic hit and I was doing a podcast, uh, about fish. I was doing a six month solid. Everything was going great. I've gotten lots of followers. It's going really great. And then I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I'm doing a lot of work. And I just clicked in my brain. Like I have the podcast halfway through it. I'm just like, guys, I I think I'm done. (laughs) And this is horrible. This sounds horrible. But I just stopped the podcast, stopped doing fish, sold some of the fish, took them all upstairs. (laughs) I think there's something there, though. Uh, this is therapy so please tell me what's wrong with me please no no well i don't you're not gonna hurt my feelings therapist but (laughs) any means but no no i the problem is is i think i suffer from a very similar thing um and i was more so gonna ask a question um and i kind of want everybody's answer because i think a lot all of us in here kind of fall under this to some level um some of us probably higher or lower on the scale of uh, creativity to okay I'm done when when I create projects I find a lot of the time when I'm doing something new or a new project um, the idea of the challenge of making the thing or doing the thing to a level of 
like excellence or to a level of I can do this is always kind of in the back of my mind. Like, I just want to challenge myself to see if I'm capable of yes. doing it. But then once I've done it, I'm then done because I'm like, yeah, I did it. Is that yes, is that the very same much thing so for you? Uh, very much so. And a lot of times it's tied to money. I feel like, I, I, you know, I like my job and everything else. Like making dungeon tiles. If I can sell dungeon tiles, I know I'm not going to make enough money to do anything. But if I can sell them, that proves to myself I kind of hit that level of excellence. Does that make sense? If someone's willing to buy it, then boom. You know what I'm saying? Does that does that make any sense? This is therapy, right? These You guys are all licensed. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. So, oh. so hold on. <laughs> Basically, a lot of my hobbies, the excellence, I like that <laughs> excellence question because we all we want to do stuff good, right? We want to do it at the top level. And a lot of that is tied to money with me. I don't know if it's tied with anybody else. I'm not necessarily wanting to make a fortune or anything else, but if I can get somebody to buy my product, if I can make dungeon tiles and somebody likes it enough to spend money, that in my head kind of solidifies that, oh, I've done something good. Someone's willing to buy it. I've kind of hit, not that excellence, but I've hit sort of an excellence in my brain. No, I think I think that that's that's actually more of what I was even meaning when I say excellent. To me, it's it's more about proficiency. Like if I can create something good enough that someone else will consume it, that means right, I've done exactly. it to the level at which I wanted to achieve my goal. Yes. Yeah. So and no, if I, I wholeheartedly yeah. agree with you there. That's it's oh yeah. man. And if I paint something and hand it to somebody and they take it, I'm like, uh, are they do they really like it or are they just taking this to make me feel better? And then they're trashing it. Um, but to actually sell a painting, I'm like, oh, dang, I'm, I'm a little bit higher. I hit that level. Maybe I'm doing something right. And it makes me feel good. So it makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. But yeah. You know, it, it um, yeah, man, I, I have I have a couple of thoughts on on what we're talking about. But the, the first thing that came to mind um, has, have you, Mike, heard of the term multi-potentialite or, or polymath? Whoa. Do you know either no. of those terms? No. But go for it. Okay. I love it. So, so multi-potentialite was something that came through a TED talk. So it's not, um, not like a super common commonly used term but uh but polymath is used a little bit more often and it it multi-potentialite actually describes a person that is not meant to do one thing that they seek out tons of different things to do and then when they feel like they have achieved that thing or taken it as far as they're able to then they move on to the next thing um, because they, they have in their mind, okay, that's as far as you can take it. And now I'm going right. to move on to oh, something new. And I, love it. I, I get some of that sometimes. Um, I, I listen to the talk on multi-potentialite. I listen to some people, um, on TikTok about polymath because it's similar, but a little bit different. Um, and, and I, I do find it myself. Like I, I also sort of reach for many different things. But my my problem is that I never get to that point where I feel like I've done it, and so yeah. and so I have so I have this um, I fall into sort of a forced consistency on projects because I never feel like I've actually achieved fully what I could do. 
because I know I could do more. And so I end up just keep pushing and I, I tend to, to stick with things for a really long time because because I still see potential in it. And and if potential is lost and I it's it's actually quite rare for me to go, okay, I think I've done all I can do with that. Now now I can step away from, from that. Like filmmaking. I've stepped away from filmmaking because I feel like with my time, money, and skill restraints, I've done all I can with it. But um, but things like um, like game design, I, it's still there. It's still there, and I still want to do it because I don't feel like I've done. I, I haven't achieved that certain level where um, where I can't advance anymore with it. Right. And and so so it's a little bit different for me. But do do you feel that multi potentialite? describes you pretty well uh, oh my gosh i mean that i know you said add adhd but but how how does that describe you that that describes me to a t um that's interesting i, I definitely have a lot of respect for people that have long-term like stuff or what uh, hobbies or uh, interests or whatever else i mean i sit and watch all kinds of people on which it's crazy on youtube you can't just have a channel that's all about you you have to have a channel if you're a fishing channel you have to have fishing 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 like all of it. and and i've tried that and then i'm just like i i'm done guys i hate i'm done you, we we've gone to the point and i'm done talking about that anyways um uh, yeah yeah that 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 whatever that definition describes just in my being what I am, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, I'm kind of stalling cause I'm trying to think I had some questions for you and I'm trying to think about, uh, you know, so is there, that's so not some how of this things, works, Mike, we ask you oh, okay. the question. I, I apologize. Apologize. That's, that's <laughs> Let, not... him <laughs> Let him ask his question. So, um, so going back on you guys, uh, so making films and everything else, is it to the point where you, you just don't think you can do anything more uh, because you're restrained with certain things, but it's not your brain? Your your, bra- your brain is not restrained, obviously. But if you had all the money in the world and all the equipment in the world and people that showed up and was like, you know, I'll do whatever, and you didn't have to deal with the stress of that, would you be continuing on with it? Like just with your film, the films? Um I, I'm, I'm guessing that question is more aimed at me, um, though Larry has done films as well. Um, yeah, the uh, easy part. So yes, if if there was <laughs> if there was unlimited resources, if I didn't have to worry about um, expending resources to the point of being broke, or uh, or I could find the right people that were extremely passionate for uh, for a film project and knew they really wanted to do it and it was something i really wanted to do um and resources were no question then then yeah obviously i know that that would be the next step but um but until an opportunity presents itself i have moved on from it because i've capped out my uh my resources and right. uh and yeah i i could i could have the mind for putting something together but everything outside of my mental attitude would would it wouldn't make any sense for me to continue to pursue it um, unless I had a singular passion. If I had a singular drive, then then I could see how I could try to overcome those things. But but because I 
reach out to so many different things, it's so easy to go, well, that's not really working all that much. But here's this other thing that is working. So I'm going to focus on that instead. Yeah. Okay. What about you other guys? Larry? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I'll... (laughs) Um, pass, pass, Ronnie. Well, no, Larry, like, like just thoughts in general. Let me me ask you this. Uh, Let me ask you this, Larry, because we're like, we're, we're all talking this way, but do you even fall under the same mindset? Uh, or do you, do you view things differently? Like, oh no, honestly, you can, yeah, no. Ben knows off firsthand many projects that we've, uh, tried to start, attempted to start, thought of starting, talked about starting, you know, we... You know, it's it, it's it's something I like to do just because it's kind of a, it's kind of a spice of life, a variety. You know, a little bit of spice of life. It's fun to taste the knowledge of all these other things that you find interesting. You know, like oh chess, yeah, no, yeah, I should really get into chess. And you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could be like that one person, and then you're like, well, I'm good enough to beat the computer on medium. So, cool, check that off. <laughs> and you're like, you know, I, oh, I love reading, but oh, you know, I, I kind of getting tired of reading because I have to read damn manuals all day, how to do this or that, or that. and you just kind of, I don't know, your brain finds new shiny things, but it's a way to, I guess, continue your happiness throughout the day, just to be like, okay, now well, what's the next thing I got coming? Oh yeah, I go home, try that. Oh yeah, try it again tomorrow, and then we'll see where we're at. Just constantly moving, revolving door. Okay. Mine, mine, mine's pretty simple. Um, as far as like, I'm kind of like Ben to some extent, except I think we're just at different places. There are projects that I only give up on because of resources um, and inability to like do them. And even then, I'm a little bit more ignorant to accepting uh, capability. Like, like video games is something. It's it's my next big dream project. Um, I, and why I say that, like, so throughout my life, I've had little things that I wanted to do, but then I've had big projects. So like starting a convention, starting a convention was a big project I wanted to do. I'm, it'll be the 10th year this year that we host the convention. And it's like around year seven, I was like, all right, cool. I did it. Now it's like keeping it going. And really that's more of my staff that are, you know, they're really keeping it going, but I still want to be involved. I still like doing it. Um, but I want to do different things. Um, uh, years ago, I started making a tabletop uh, war strategy game. At this point, the game is done. COVID kind of interrupted my um, producing to sell it, like because I want to take it to conventions, actually sell it. I was going to Kickstarter it, but the Kickstarter failed because of my bad. Like I did not do what I was supposed to to make it succeed, so it it failed because of me. Um, but the project got finished anyway. I just went ahead and finished it. Um, so another big project. Now my next thing is like, I want to make a video game. I've made a lot of little indie games. I've never made a huge big game. I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to programming enough, but I follow tutorials and figure it out. So for me, when it comes to creating things, I'm of the mindset that I want to create it enough that someone makes it or uh, takes it and consumes it. And then I'm kind of done with it. Um, but I don't. I try really hard not to limit myself to my capabilities. But I've also accepted that on some aspects. Like one of my dream things is to have like a a summer camp that's like D and uh, like LARPing meets like real world camping, and it's a it's a whole big dream that I will never actually achieve. I know that. Like I've I've kind of accepted that one is not real. Um. So so I scale down never and I try to do things it. that meet that. <laughs> never accept it. Uh, well, no. It's like I said. 
I scale down and I try to do things that kind of meet some of those and maybe maybe I'll get lucky along the way, but also also like I say accept it. I'm I'm realistic about it. Like everything that I do moves towards that goal in some weird way or feels that void. Like in my head, if I can make a video game that hundreds of thousands of people are playing, then I still I still have touched as many people as I wanted to touch with that camp, if not more. So so like I guess I didn't accept defeat. I just moved it. Like I, I'm like okay, new goalpost. This one's more. I can make this goalpost. Like um like kind of actually, Larry, you said the whole chess thing. You're like oh I can only beat the computer on medium. So it's like oh yeah well f that. I'm I'm more of the mindset of I can't beat the computer on medium on chess. Well I'm playing checkers. <laughs> like like but I'm gonna beat that computer. You know kind of thing. I don't. <laughs> I really like this chess analogy because I'm uh I recently started playing chess again and and um my mentality I am able to beat the computer on like easy approaching medium kind of halfway through medium but it takes me a few tries to get it um and I lose to my friend Ben all the time I and I, I lose to uh David Fork who Rodney knows I lose to him yeah. a lot, and and I, I just lose constantly. But all that does is drive me to go. I want to learn more about chess because I I am competitive enough that I'm like I eventually if I can get just one win, even though I lost twenty times to Ben, if I can win one time against him, I'll be like I did it. I learned something. I know I know that it is possible to beat this insanely skilled person <laughs> see so so that brings a good point up though ben that that's that's a almost a quest for knowledge you want to be able to have all that knowledge so when the time comes where someone says hey i don't know what to cook spaghetti at is it supposed to be boiling water and then i add the noodles not add the noodles and then what what i don't help and you're like yeah yeah i already know how to do this i've had previous knowledge here you go I mean, it's making yourself your own hero and you're kind of celebrating yourself by being like, well, I have the knowledge. And they're like, oh, how yeah, many so years? And you're like, a couple days, but still, it's there. <laughs> now, so Larry, you touched on the knowledge thing, and this is kind of in our things to talk about, um, but I think it's addressed it. Uh, it's already answered the question, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Do we do these hobbies for financial gain or do we do them to gain knowledge? Like, is it more about personal gain with the benefit of having a slight financial gain or vice versa? Like, what is it for each of you? And sometimes. Like, if you want to answer first for yours, because you said you... It, sometimes. Um, like, so I, I can I can beat the Rubik's Cube in less than two minutes and there's no financial gain there at all. I just want to be able, if I'm in your office and you have a Rubik's Cube, I can show you that I have knowledge and I'm better than you. <laughs> if that makes any sense. So, um, yeah. See? Until they do it in six seconds. <laughs> so, but sometimes um, mine is not necessarily tied with, uh, it's tied with money not for financial gain, but for acceptance or approval. In my own mind sometimes because I sold guys, I just yeah. sold a painting um, and I've been painting since Christmas. I mean, so now I'm bragging on myself. But yeah, there you go. I sold a painting, guys. Answer that. 
<laughs> Continue. Yeah. That's mine. It's, I don't know if I easily answered the question, but <laughs> yeah, congrats on that. <laughs> no, you did. You did. You so you said basically you don't only do goals for financial gain. It's more of a personal, internal, um, like self fulfillment game. Yes. But sometimes you benefit from it financially, so you get both. Correct. This this actually yeah. relates to a, another question that I had about um, about hobbies in general, and and I want to point this question toward Mike first, but then obviously all of us have hobbies, so so I want to pose this question: um, Does every hobby need to be a hustle? Um, do do you have hobbies where you don't try to get anything out of it, um, or or try to uh, you know gain resources out of it, or does every hobby eventually end up? being something where it makes money it's it's well i mean that's go ahead it's kind of what i was just asking it's naturally where it's like the same i know i know you guys it's naturally where your mind goes a lot of the time so covid hits um we're at a place um uh we no wait well that's not horrible um we're all masked up and we're taking this we're getting something and there's some audio (laughs) (laughs) and there's some puzzles so we bought a puzzle. I put it together and I'm like, I miss puzzles, right? How do you make financial gain on puzzles? What you do is, <laughs> I figured a way. You start a puzzle company and you get people in China to start making puzzles and send them over and putting them in an Amazon store. For some reason, my mind's so broken. I can't just sit and put a puzzle together. I've got to actually start a company and sell my own puzzles. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just where your mind goes a lot of the time. If I could figure out a way I, I didn't to mean for the hustle, to get repetitive. I just the, yeah. The, if I could figure the, out a way to make part, Rubik's like, cubes, maybe feel like it was a little bit different. Yeah, if I could make if I could figure out a way to make Rubik's cubes a hustle, I would. <laughs> well, I mean, you you the thing is, is you said that you did. So you said I want to learn Rubik's cube. So if I'm in your office, I can show you that I have knowledge or I'm better than you. right. Yeah, um, and that's necessarily to be like, oh, you're better than, but you want to. The the hustle is not a financial hustle. It's a it's a mental hustle. Yeah. I want to oh, yeah. prove my value. So in that aspect, it's kind of a hustle, but it also depends on how you define hustle. Some people define a hustle as a financial gain. Others define it as a way to achieve a certain goal. So and if your goal, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I was going to say if your goal has an object, like if you have an objective, obviously a goal, then you are you are essentially trying to have a hustle to it. So in some ways, yes and no, it depends on how you define hustle. If it has a financial aspect, then no, it doesn't always need it. But if a hustle can extend beyond financial and more into some kind of gain in general, then most hobbies probably, at least for people like you or me, do have a hustle. So the way I view hustle is that whatever our hobby produces, there can be somebody that is not us that consumes or benefits from what we're producing. And so like, okay, so my one hobby that is not a hustle, and it's probably the only one, um, is I play Diablo 3 like all the time. And I don't play it for anybody else's benefit. It's it's really just for, for myself. And I like Diablo 3 because uh, in seasons play, you have very distinct goals to reach. And, and they are progressive. And if you can reach all the goals, then you get a special cosmetic. And um, and it's not a cosmetic that you could just go out and buy. 
I mean, I'm sure there's somewhere somebody farms it and then you can get it from them somehow. But uh, but it's it's really just about my own self fulfillment, and and I'm not uh, I don't stream the game. I don't really talk about the game. It's I just sit down and play it when I feel like playing it, and it's it's only for my self fulfillment. So to me, that's like my one non hustle hobby. Everything else I do obviously is a hustle. <laughs> I say. I say that it is a hustle, Ben, because in a way, you're trying to grab a status identifier saying, hey, I already got through blah, blah, blah tier onto this blah, blah, blah set. Here's my cosmetic that if you're in the game and you see this, you know who I am. I'm a big deal. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, but I, I don't pull people in just to gloat about it. Like, I see the, I see like the, I see the cosmetic, which is usually a pet. In Diablo 3, like, sure, if you do self, all the you're things... You're self-denier, the, Ben. You're the, the self-denier. No, no. It, but if I, the, it's not necessarily... I, I look at it, and I'm uh, like, ooh, that's a shiny. I want that for me. I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks about whether or not I have it. I just want it. Like, like a collectible yeah. standpoint. Like, you know, I'm going to buy that pop figure because it's going to sit on my shelf. And I'm never going to tell anybody it's sitting there. But it's for me, you know. It's it's, it's like that. Like I okay. That that brings up a question. It's it's similar. That bring. I I, I've got two questions. Um, First of all, do you do your hobbies for other people um, to connect with other people? Obviously, I'm trying to do the Rubik's cube as fast as possible because when I'm around somebody, it's it's a talk. I love people. I love talking to people. Mm -hmm. I have so many friends and I text every one of them. I'm the person that will keep in contact with you way after you're like, I'm done. (laughs) And that's who I am. Um, I've contact with people that I, I I knew when I was five years old, I track you down and I'll find you. And and there's a lot, and and that sounds really creepy, but (laughs) a lot of people appreciate it. And, um, a lot of, I mean, a lot of the hobbies I do is to hang out with other people and to have fun. Um, I love doing videos and films with you guys because I get to hang out with you and I get to do stuff and, and I love putting board games together because I get to show people and get to hang out and play. And I, I, that's one question. The next question I have is on your guys's downtime. I don't know when that is Saturday night, uh, whatever. When you have no work or anything else, do you just sit down and veg or do you find yourself? I've got to do something productive. 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 Interesting. Yeah. my. It, you're, I think me and you are a lot alike. And I'm going to answer first because I think it'll be quick. I think we're a lot alike. I do things to connect with other people. I do things like I try to even produce things to connect with other people. Most of what I do in life is to connect with other yeah. people. I would say my, my kind of real hobby that I really... I, I really want to get back into is my sculpting because I really enjoy uh, just getting there with a the nice clay and the brush and kind of visually inspecting slash sculpting something in your hands. It's very visceral to be able to have something in your hands that you're molding into something that you want to see in this world. So it's like, it's, I don't know, it's just something that it was almost cathartic to just kind of release all the tension and stress of your day through sculpting. And I'm like, yeah, that's something I kind of wish I could get back in. And it only just benefited me, really. But, I mean, it's one of those things that you do well enough and people will notice. And then you're like, oh, well, people might be interested in money if they really wanted this thing. And you're like, yeah, yeah, 
yeah. And so it's kind of one of those things where you're just like, you're stuck mentally mindset. You're like, I could go further with this or I could just, you know, be satisfied with what I've done, move on. I guess that depends on your individual goal. What what do you want to get out of it? Because yeah. um, I think the thing we're all kind of saying is hobbies are for us. Um, we but, but, sorry. No, no, go. I have to stop you on yeah. the one. Uh, but, I mean, for people like Mike, Mike doesn't always have to have a goal. Mike, you said a few times that, you know, you just did it because it was something that was interesting to you and, you know. You kind of followed it just to, oh yeah, until you got to a point and you were like, eh, eh, eh something else. Eh, so I mean, it and a lot of times I feel like it doesn't always have to be. Yeah, I mean, I picked goal, going so. through it. I picked up the bass so I can play with a group of people, and then when they needed a drummer, I'm like, shoot, I'll learn drums, and I learned drums and played drums for a band, and you know, it, man, it focuses down to other people, <laughs> just hanging out with other people, but. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we go on, Larry, in your downtime, yes. what do you do? You, can you just chill? Can you just flip on the television and veg? I feel like I've had to I've had to get to that point, like in the kind of society we have right now where you can't go out and hang out with your friends and vent. You can't, you know, go be like, hey, man, let's have a beer out back and we'll just talk about nothing and let our day unwind. And so or you can sit there and be creative. It's just more or less having interaction with another person. Yes, it's it's that kind of mindset that you're kind of having to block yourself off so you can't give yourself that for me i've had to learn to just sit there and be like okay you know what just turn off your brain because i will get in that cycle of i'm thinking about how i need to do this why i need to do this i should do this and then it like oh it knocks over something over here that you thought and reminded of oh no and so it just becomes that kind of overburdening anxiety tension in your brain that you're like uh, uh, uh. so you just have to sit down find something that you find repetitive or soothing and you just kind of relax and let it engage with you to kind of draw you out of that funk because yeah you can come back the next day and be like oh shit i forgot to do that thing i was gonna do okay well now do you do that by yourself because even when i watch tv i have to do with my wife because it's a shared activity if I'm watching TV by myself, I'm like, this is pointless. I'm getting nothing out of this. My life is not gaining anything. But. Well, I guess ben? I guess in a way, it's, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Me, go ahead. It would be like playing video games, honestly. Okay. It would be like if I was by myself and I wanted to veg out but have something interactive where I feel like I'm succeeding in something. Boom, mm-hmm. video game. And you're like, oh, yeah, I like this. This is fun. Oh, concepts. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to make sure Ben answers this yes. question. That's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was letting, I was just kind of letting people talk, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, Larry, it, it reminds me of the times we used to get out the fire pit and grab a couple drinks and be like, okay, we're just going to, like, you know, chill out and stuff. And we're sitting there and we share life. And then just out of nowhere, you know what we should do? <laughs> And then it just, and it's, it's so hard to turn, just turn it off. Um, because, you know, if, if you're, if you're hanging out with that other creative person, it's so hard not to go, Hey, you know what we should do? You know what we should work on? You, you know what we should create together? You know? And, and then, it, and then it just, it just goes. It's those libations. It's the <laughs> ability to drop all the expectations of what you think that conversation would be if you were normally having, okay, we ne- we need to think of this, so we're sitting down to discuss this, as compared to sitting down next to somebody and just being like, there's no expectations for the evening, you're just there to enjoy a nice warm fire and in good company, and then all of a sudden, it's just like you said, it just comes rolling out, you're just like... Oh, wouldn't that be funny if they had that thing that you're like, you know, the guy jumps out of the back and he's like, rah, and then, my name's Jeff, and, you know, 
Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as my answer to the question, um, I, I used to uh, force myself to be productive 100% of the time. I always had to be working on something. I never took breaks. The only time that you could even say I took a break is sleeping. Um, and and I, I was working myself to death just on creative projects, just throwing anything at a wall to see what sticks and working on a million things at once because I, I felt like I needed to. I felt like I had um, an obligation to the group of people around me to make a successful project out of this this thing that we were working on. Um, for those of you that kind of know, it was the steampunk project. Uh, it, I, I worked endlessly to try and create everything around that project. And it was, it was after that project sort of fizzled out and people left or moved away or, um, <laughs> or some got angry and just wanted to like be done. Um, I, I learned a lot through that experience and through that experience, I learned that I have to take breaks and that I have to slow down and just appreciate being lazy for a little bit, um, either for a day or just on an evening. And for me, that usually boils down to, um, either playing a video game, um, like, uh, like Mario or Diablo three or, something like that, or, or watching TV. I watch TV by myself because there's a lot of shows that, um, <laughs> that Kristen doesn't want to watch, but I really appreciate, like, I like, I like all genres of TV and movies. Um, but, but I live with a person that is a little bit more particular on taste and, and how, you know, what kind of content she wants to consume. And so, um, so if I want to see those stories and I want to immerse myself in storytelling, which is a huge thing for me, is I, yeah, I just veg out and just allow myself to get lost in in whatever story I'm absorbing at the time. And I, I've had to force myself and schedule myself to do that. It hits 11 o'clock at night, I'm done. No more productivity. I get like one or two hours to just be lazy and then go to bed. And then when I wake up, that's when I'm, that's when I have to be productive again. And, and it's helped me a lot as far as like being more productive in the time that I have. And also just allowing me to not burn out so much on the things that I'm trying to work on. All right, man. Okay. So Mike. Yes. We're coming up on time. We want to leave the audience with some final thoughts. Mm -hmm. So question for you as an experienced hobbyist who has explored the plethora of universe and hobbies and things to take on what is one piece of advice you would leave our audience with for picking up a new hobby taking on a hobby or progressing throughout oh man um do as many things as possible (laughs) when i die at 95 i will have done everything (laughs) I'm training for a marathon now just because I don't want to die and not have a marathon underneath my belt. That's just just life is all about the experiences we have now. And we live in a time and a period where we can do it. You know, 200 years ago, we'd be all picking corn for 12 hours. Um, Have fun. Do it. It shouldn't matter. It'd be awesome if we get uh, our hobbies um, not verified. What's the word? Um, it's on the tip Va- of my Validated? Toe. Validated. 
validated. Validated. It'd be great if our hobbies were validated, but just enjoy being with people and having fun. I want to say this. I miss, I, I, under, I completely understand, Ben, about the films and stuff like that. But I miss them, not because of what we did or anything like that, just getting to hang out with you guys and doing freaking cool stuff. Having clowns freaking come out of trunks. That was just fun. And it was just fun to hang out with you guys. And, uh, you know, I love hobbies because you ha- so find hobbies that hang out with people. And because that's 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 all what life is, is just making experiences and having fun. That is awesome. All right, Mike. And one more thing uh, before we go to our break. Uh, is there anything project work? piece of art or thing that you would like to share with our audience that they can find via the virtual space yes. or anything like that that you want to share with um, them? I have a website called yourdndtools.com and I am creating a website. Uh, it's very cool. Um, there's all kinds of Dungeons & Dragons tools out there everywhere. Um, this last year, I've, I have a group I've been playing with for a very long time. Uh, this last year, we've had to do everything online. And normally, I'm a pen and paper kind of person. Um, but doing online, I found a lot of cool tricks and trades and everything else. All the tools out there are great, but they're all in all these different spots. I've been putting them all in one spot and then adding a bunch of stuff that um, I've not seen out there. Like... I want you to be able to create in 60 seconds an encounter. Uh, you have a group, you just you just click an encounter, boom, it builds it, and you can switch things out real quick. And you can even give your, if you have a bunch of orcs, your head orc, you can give them a magic item. It changes their stats and everything's on the screen. So it'll make uh, being a dungeon master very easy and quick. And uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, it's your D&D uh tools and that's d and the letter n d not and or anything like that just d and d awesome awesome hey mike thanks again for joining us on the show everyone listeners stan uh after this short break we'll give you our final thoughts all right guys welcome that was a great conversation with mike It was fun just talking about all the good hobbies and all the things that we love to do and why we like to do them. And uh, I think Mike's final thoughts are there. Do things, as many things as possible. And life is about experience is definitely where we want to get that final push. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I know. I'm like, Rodney, where are you going? I mean, basically. Chugging along. Basically, it's... um, we we talked a lot about just what Mike's hobbies are, which uh, run the gamut. Like, I I don't think I've ever met anybody that is into saltwater fish, D and D, and man, I don't even remember half the things he said because there were just <laughs> too many of them that he ran through. Oh, and he paints now. And we we literally had a guest he, on that's like saltwater fish into D and D and paint. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I actually um, he actually did a follow along on a Bob Ross. He he did a Bob Ross style oh. uh, landscape painting, and it was really good. It was really amazing. Um, he he live streams his painting sometimes. But so and and then um, I know I brought up the the term multi potentialite, and we were talking about you know what how how that classifies a person as as far as you know you you want to try all these things and then when it gets to a point where you feel like you have completed it 
or you've taken it as far as you can, then you move on to the next thing and and just leave that old thing behind. And Mike is very, very, very much that. And and some of us had a couple differences. Rodney, you you said you were pretty similar to Mike in in that regard. And and then and then we were bringing it all together to sort of um, and then we were bringing it all together to let people know what what they should do if if they if they have hobbies if they don't have hobbies what what benefit do they get out of it and and just like you said Rodney try everything try everything it doesn't matter if you're good at it doesn't matter if if you suck at it it doesn't matter if it can be productive or a hustle or or, or gain some kind of resource out of it. If if you gain enjoyment doing it, then you should do it, and you should do it to whatever extent you want to. And and we and we can benefit from that as a life experience. To enjoy life better, we should have hobbies. And I think that's basically what this episode boiled down to. I'm not going to say a lot after that. I really think that that's it. Really, it's about experiencing life. Do as many things as possible. Mike's words. All right then. This is literally just the basis of, hey, learn all this cool stuff. Because one day, you can use that information to beat anyone you deem a foe. (laughs) 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 Knowledge is power. It's about... It's about establishing dominance. (laughs) Establish dominance. All right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so if knowledge is power, how much knowledge do you need before before you are uh, before you're like warlock level Jesus. of powerful? I feel like you have to have about five hobby group kind of crafts that you're in. You're like, oh yeah, I'm with the uh, the uh, wood turners of uh, South Sook, Dakota County, and uh, we also do uh, crocheting on Tuesday. And uh, oh yeah, I'm doing a, uh, a private basketball group over there. You know those guys that are literally, I, I'm doing this, and this, and this, and this, and this. That's warlock level. <laughs> the president or CEO, that's the guy who's... <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe gaining all this knowledge just makes us more well-rounded individuals? I think that you have to consider the reasoning behind the quest for knowledge. And that, that would make more sense. Ah, yes. Intent matters, right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to matter and you want to gain more knowledge, listen more on more of our podcasts. You can find us at amusingmindspodcast.com. For all of our socials, if you want to follow us, links are all there. Please like, subscribe, do all that stuff on the social media and uh, catch us on our next show. <laughs>